hearts on my card again at the crib telling your girl that yes 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 ladies and gentlemen welcome bienvenue welcome to write the radio it is your boy bobby dubs across from me is the one and only matt maritaya how you doing matt what's going on I'm doing better than the Eagles. You doing better? Yeah. <laughs> you doing better than the Eagles? First I think of all, we're all doing better than the Eagles. How was your Thanksgiving? It was fine. It was fine. It was great. I had, I had the turkey, I had the ham, I had the mac, I had the let's see, we had the string beans, the rice, we had a little stuffing. It was good. Now I had two experiences that I have never had at a Thanksgiving before. And what was that? So so I went to my uh Thanksgiving down in Nashville with a Mexican family. Don't, uh, don't worry, I knew them. I uh, just walk in. <laughs> just, just, just pop up. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't a pop up Thanksgiving? Yeah. Just pop up in the South. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. It's your cousin from the North. Yeah. But so. They let this Yankee into their Thanksgiving? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was saying things like quesadilla. Quesadilla. <laughs> 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 okay, but stuffing, right? Yeah. When you, when you hear stuffing, what do you think? I don't know, stovetop. <laughs> some bread. Right, yeah. Up yeah, some something. bread, little herbs. Yeah. They threw sausage in there. What? There wasn't even bread. It was just they put sausage Whoa! on the Game turkey. changer. We got a game changer. They got sausage and stuff, and I'm there. I'm done. I'm going down south. Like I got to I got to the end of the little buffet <laughs> section there and I just saw some sausage. It was, it was like it, it was still in the pan. It was what the hell. Scoop some on. It was delicious. It was like, is this accurate? Fantastic. <laughs> and then two, I made some contributing, you know, one of my family's, you know, household recipes, you know, the sweet potatoes mm-hmm. with the marshmallows on top. Oh, the yamalo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make mine a little bit sweeter. You know, add maybe a little more brown sugar, some cinnamon, you know, dash and nutmeg, you know, dessert it up. Give it all those good pumpkin spices without, you know, pumpkin because it's kind of disgusting. But sweet potatoes. So I went through the first thing, and you know I didn't want to, you know, be the first one to get my own. I wanted other people to try it, and nobody did. So I went back on plate two, and I was about to scoop some up, and someone stopped me. and was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I was going to have some of the the sweets." Like, those aren't for dessert. <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> a, right now. This is no. the right now side. So apparently, yeah. my family's side dish is other people's desserts. Oh wow! And I don't know if this was just them watching me while I made it, <laughs> but I felt uh, bad. I'm like, if I known this was dessert, I would have put it in a crushed or something. I would have yeah, crumbled right. some graham crackers, exactly, or like some pecans. <laughs> exactly, you you know, you know, prettied it up and whatnot. <laughs> Little accoutrement, <laughs> oh man, that is interesting. I mean, we had to do a combo mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, and it was also the Mrs. Birthday, oh. so they fell on the same day on the twenty fifth. So it was like, all right, big meal, big all of that ice cream and cake afterwards, which was like extra. I, I can get a slice of pie in there on a Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah. That's not much. Oh yeah, a whole cake and ice cream and that whole deal, and blowing out the candles and. All of that, you know, giving out the gifts and whatever. She got all her gifts early, which was good. We didn't, we didn't have to fool around with that part. She got all mm-hmm. her gifts early, but yeah, it was a it, it was a nice little uh, get together and whatnot. Of course, we had our you know our annual arguments and whatnot. You know, you know who with the, her sister and everything who she's dating. There's always a new guy like every couple of weeks or so. And you know, her mom and her sister took turns ripping the guy down, but his name was Robert, so I was all in. 
But but did he, I'm going did he get around. to come to Thanksgiving? No, he didn't. No. no, he was coming the next week. He wasn't in town. But uh, I'm like, I'm cool on Rob. His name's Rob. How, yeah. how can you lose? All Robs are good guys. Right, Taylor? Aren't all Robs good people? Most of the time, at least. What do you mean most yeah. of the time? He's done. We're getting a new producer now. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor's out. He's excommunicated. But anyway, yeah, it was a great Thanksgiving. I had a great time. And then, unfortunately, Sunday happened. And then we got to see the Eagles <sighs> in a clusterfuck. Yes. <laughs> to put it lightly. Jalen Hurts threw three interceptions. They lost to the Giants. Even with the defense only giving up 13 points, <laughs> that was 13 points too many <laughs> because the Eagles couldn't put nothing together offensively. They had a little spurt in the third quarter. They had 100 yards on the ground in the third quarter alone, but all for not. A lot of miscues with Jalen Hurts. A lot of drops from Jalen Rager. I ask you, Matt Maritay, who's most to blame for the Giants' loss? Jalen Hurts. <laughs> right been, out the box. He didn't even waiting for it. He didn't even he didn't skip a breath. There was no stutter. Nothing. Right there, Jalen Hurts. Please tell us why. Now this is something and I got sort of worked up doing my good, ta- good, my good. taking on the takes. Yes, make sure you got make sure you go look at taking on the takes only on the Bell and the Birdman newsletter. That's out every week. Make sure you go check it out. And then listening to various radio stations in the Philadelphia area over the last couple days or so. People are seriously complaining that we threw the ball too much. I mean, and people, and I've heard this as well because I heard people throwing out metrics from like the first couple of plays where it was like. Maybe we threw the ball too much because Jalen Hurts threw three interceptions. Yeah. Two of which were at the goal line. Exactly. So he cost us at least 14 points and people are complaining, oh, well, we shouldn't have been in a position where we had to throw for it. He only had 23 attempts going into the final drive. Yeah, right? it wasn't that much. I think people misconstrued the first quarter and how the game started where I think they had uh, 15 plays, only three of which were runs. And that skewed everybody's mind. Is, oh, they're coming yeah, out. Like, I think it was, it was like 11, first, 11 of the first 15 Yeah, plays, 11 yeah. of the first 15 were pass plays. And... People were like, all right, they're coming out throwing. I don't like this. They want to immediately see you run on the first three downs. <laughs> if you don't run on the first three downs, you're apparently abandoning the run in this city. Yeah, that's no. the way that works. <laughs> Which is not that's not the way things work. <laughs> I thought they ran the ball enough. They ran the ball again in the, you know, like I said, late in the game, kind of controlled the game, kind of brought it back to them. But again, they made the mistakes, the drops, the unforced errors, things like that. And then, you know, they weren't getting calls, but that happens on a weekly basis yeah. when you're a Philadelphia team. We're not going to bitch about that. But then also, even in the run game, there were issues. You got Boston Scott fumbling the damn football on a drive where they could have tied the game. So don't give me about the running of the ball. They ran the ball, and they still can do that right. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And that that's another weird thing with a running back depth, right? Miles Sanders goes down again because he's unreliable and soft. Oh, right? soft. Right? But S- A-W-F-T. How out are they on Kenny Gainwell? The the man can't get a carry. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm out on them just passing the ball. Kenny, get the the flat. No. Exactly. Maybe next time. Kenny, go again. Okay, here you are. He was also the leading receiver in yards, which, you know, don't exist, according to John Barger. Those things don't exist. They don't matter. Yeah. But he had three catches for 32 yards, which led the That's more than your uh, first-round pick hit. Which one? 
<laughs> right? Which one? God damn it. Dallas Cowboys. He was like pick 32 or 33. Oh, God, yo. Like, yo. And that, I don't know about the Dallas Goddard enigma, yo. It's like they pass it to him. Like, at first, you'll get one Dallas play for like 20 yards. And yeah. then you'll never see him again. We didn't even get that in this game. You'll, you'll get the, the we Dallas didn't see Goddard Dallas till like route, midway right? through yeah. the third quarter is when we saw Dallas Goddard. And then Devontae Smith was just like, uh, this must be the Jalen Rager game. And he was livid afterwards. And rightfully so. Throw me the damn ball. Are you repeatedly going to this guy who showed you he cannot catch the football in pressure situations, if at all? Like, stop it. When he was open, they he threw was to open, him, except the one time. He was open on the Rager play at the end of the game. He was open. You can thread the needle and get that pass in there if you're Jalen Hurts. And yeah. <laughs> all right, seeing what we saw earlier in the game, your confidence in him getting it there on time and not late and not being a pick six, Yeah, I guess I get you. But also with, with Devonta Smith, right, he's good. He gets open, but he didn't most of the game, right? The Giants have the formula, and they've established that now, right? They yeah. put their best corner on him, James Bradbury, and they had a, they had impressed coverage. Now, that 160-pound string bean wasn't getting off the <laughs> string line. String bean. Right? And if he did get off the line, Shout out Thanksgiving. Top over don't be hating hell. on the string beans. Yeah, my, my man's out there looking like green bean casserole, <laughs> getting pushed around. So the rent wasn't paid. Yeah, we already yeah. know the rent was not paid on rent Sunday. Rent was not paid. But, but, is it due for an eviction? That's the thing, and I was going to ask you that. Is yeah, Jalen yeah. Lee shorter now? Like he, he, Not just the fact that he played terribly, not the fact that, you know, if you win some of these games, there is an outside chance you can make the playoffs. But also, he's got a bum. Like, man, is not believing in that hype at all. Like, stop fucking putting that out there. It's People, not, it's not that I don't believe they can make the playoffs. <laughs> don't believe the hype. We're gonna get Chuck D in here somewhere. I don't, I don't want him to Taylor make the playoffs. Chuck D. No. no, no playoffs. No playoffs. Playoffs is bad for the future. Playoffs. I'm talking about playoffs. Playoffs. Matt said they gotta win a game first. Playoffs. Yeah. You gotta beat the Giants first. Let's oh, win a division. Beat game the team first. Can yeah. you beat the football team? <laughs> no, probably not. You think I get swept by the team? My man Heineke's out there dealing, right? They just beat the Seahawks. Seahawks stink. Don't give me that. They stink. They're better than the Eagles, position by position. Yeah, Other than what? Center? It, it ain't showing up on the field. They've lost six straight games. Who's they gonna, stink. Who's gonna cover DK Metcalf? <laughs> Whoever covered him last week, I had him in fantasy, and somebody else had him. I won my matchup because he only put up two points for this other guy. I'm, I don't clearly somebody can cover DK Metcalf. He ain't getting the ball. <laughs> Either way, yes, Tyler there Lockett's are, getting loose. There, there's certainly questions. Tyler, they put, they put Stevie there. on Tyler Nelson. We're done. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's not good. If Steven Nelson's on Tyler Lockett, that's not good at all. <laughs> Uh, I don't have I don't have uh, big hopes for that. <laughs> but then also Jalen is coming off an ankle injury. He's got a sore ankle, and there are murmurs for Gardner Minshew. So like, is this is this a we start Minshew? Do we see how Jalen plays in the first quarter against the Jets? Uh, where do you see it? So I, in a weird way, I want Jalen to play and be okay, and I want liquid death. Yes. That was a good one. <laughs> we want to cure our thirst by sipping on these delicious liquid deaths. Mountain water from the Alps. Ah. Grey Poupon. <laughs>
<laughs> it's the great Poupon of water. It is. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. But Jalen Hurts, right? It, I'm, I don't necessarily believe he gives this team the best chance to win, especially if he's hurt. But if Gardner Minshew does, right, and then he plays well, right, that could get them to the playoffs. And I don't want that, first off. <laughs> and number True. two, I can't handle another QB controversy, right? Yeah. Right, like there's two things in my life right now that I just can't handle. That's the Omicron variant, <laughs> the Omicron, <laughs> right? The, the next Transformers yeah. level, right, whatever. <laughs> Transformers level, and, and another QB controversy with Jalen Hurts at the center of it. Right, it's just I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the bandwidth for it. Right, I'm all in on Kenny Pickett. Right, and if something upsets my plans for that, I'm going to be very angry. Eh, I, I I feel you. It, it is it is. A very peculiar position. I mean, just for shits and giggles, I right. want to see it. Like, I want right. to see for him out there. Sake, like, what's the offense look exactly. like? Exactly. Like, yeah, with Gardner Mitchell. Yeah. Exactly. I want to see how does Devontae flourish with somebody who can actually accurately throw the deep ball. Like, I want to see things like that. So you're like, ah, what the hell throw him out there? And then it's like, like you said, realistically, if you know, even if they make it, they're probably out in the first round. It's like, you know there's a chance with somebody who can throw the ball like Gardner Minshew, they could beat a Washington. <laughs> they could beat uh, the Giants when they see him again uh, at home. <laughs> and who knows what uh, Dallas is going to be doing in the last week of the season. And then also, I think I could go out there and play quarterback and they beat the Jets. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's tough. It's like, and this is the mindset of all Eagles Nation right now is – what do you want? Do you want to forge ahead and get some meaningless playoffs berth? Or do you want to build for the future and go, why don't you? I'd rather them stink it up and lose out. Like, it's rough being an Eagles fan right now. Right. And, and I've been sort of tracking, like, the draft picks, right? So right now, the Dolphins have the eighth pick. The Eagles have the 10th pick. And I think the Colts are 14 or something. Like that. They're a little higher than that now. Uh. They're like up to 18, 19. Mm. So they're very much in danger of not having a top 10 pick. And if things continue to break the way they have, they could be picking like 15 or later as their first pick. Right. Yeah. And it's like nobody has ever been yeah, that's not over the moon about rebuild about three first draft. round picks in the middle of the first round. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's the that's oh, the you might as well give me like from yeah, three years ago. Give me like high twos if I'm gonna give me three in the middle of the first round. <laughs> right, yeah, and then right, so we have those later. First those round are picks. the picks you kind of almost reach on because it's like, the, is this guy a first round pick or not? Is this is, somebody that could have been there at the, you know, the top of the second? And what is Something how like we that. love to do with those picks? Reach for bad players. He either reaches or he trades them back. Yep. So we're either going to end up with the Marcus, you know, Smart or Marcus Smith or whatever yeah. uh, of 2022 or <laughs> we end up with oh, we got three second rounders now exactly. and a different for uh, we got, you know, the Vikings first in 2024, right? <laughs> you you can't win with this guy. You can't, you can't win with this team. And it uh, more than anything, putting Jalen Hurts out in the field with an ankle injury doesn't do anything for him. No, right. No. If he's not mobile and he can't run, he can't push off. Yeah, I, and I've mentioned this a bunch of times. Like his best asset for you is his legs. Yeah. it's not his arm; it's his legs. His ability to get out of the pocket, escape, 
take off when he needs to. He didn't take off soon enough for me last week, and I thought that was also an issue uh, when it comes to you know him getting out and getting positive yards because there was a lot of times where he held onto the ball or he wasn't throwing it away immediately. Like the one interception where it was clear the play was over. Yeah, it yeah. was busted when he started running toward the right sideline, his right. Um, and it, there was nothing there. Throw the ball away. He right. forced it downfield, and it was intercepted before the and, half, and if you're gonna, where it would have been 3-3, and we got the ball in the second half. And if you're going to force the ball to somebody, why is it Boston Scott? I don't know. Forcing the ball to a guy who's 5-6. Exactly. Throw it up. Put somebody in a jump ball situation. Jesus. Uh, uh, it's not good. It's not what good. degree does this man have from Alabama? I don't know what it is. <laughs> he talks smooth, but I'm not sure sometimes about Jalen's, I don't want to say football IQ, but just quick decision making. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. Just, sometimes there's a, a disconnect. He's got all the heart in the world, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but is getting all them wins. Exactly. And now are we starting to see maybe what Nick Saban saw? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Oh, man. But from one ball of questions to another, I have to ask you about the Sixers. They currently right now would be the eighth spot because they did win a game the other day for Oof. the first time in the history. Yay. Whatever. <laughs> they would be the eighth spot in the Suck playoffs. Magic. But can they recover to be what they were even last season or anything close to it now that they seem they got all their pieces back? The COVID bug has swept through. That's kind of over. They're kind of putting things together. They have... The schedule is, you know, a little bit either way. It can go either way. But do they have enough right now before you even think about Ben, which we'll get to later? (laughs) I know you got some thoughts on that. But do they have enough now to have some resurgence where they're not fighting to get in or ending up in that damn playing around, which I hate? (laughs) What do you think? Like, prognosis. You mean you you don't love watching, like, you know, Memphis play – San Antonio? Yeah. yeah. Memphis <laughs> no, played the I'm Spurs good. so I'm they good. can get bounced by, you know, the Suns. No, I don't. One. Absolutely not. But, like, so the Sixers are a mid-tier playoff team. Yeah. Right? And, you know, they lost Joel and Tobias for, what, nine games total, something like that? Yes. And it's tough. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a tough stretch when you're out your two best players, right? And Andre Drummond is playing an entire game, right? You're relying yeah. on 20 minutes a night. Your front guard is Drummond and Yang. Yeah, right? You're relying on Yang. <laughs> right? The Thibel was out for a yeah. decent portion of that time, right? You had like, no defense. You yeah. had no defense for about a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> like your your best defender all of a sudden has become Isaiah Joe. And it's like, uh You're getting getting heavy B-ball Paul minutes. This is not what we asked for. And like, I think you said in the last show, Doc loved that shit. He loves being able to sit there and be like, hmm, let me tinker with these bench guys. Doc's favorite players on every team he coaches are guys like 13 through 9 in the rotation. (laughs) Right? So he loves B-ball Paul, loves himself some Yang, Right. (laughs) We all love Corkmaz, yeah. but who knows where? I mean, Corkmaz is ice Turkey cold right Turkey. now, so that doesn't yeah, help. That doesn't help, and, you know. And he started off pretty high, but I don't know without those other players, you know, feeding yeah. the ball, getting him uh, in rhythm, getting him in his spots to hit those jump shots. You can see when he's forced to create on his own, it doesn't go as well. But I think 
two players that this has benefited the most that benefit the Sixers in the long run, right? We've seen Seth Curry, you know, sort of be the focal point of the offense, you know, be the guy running the team, right? He's evolved from that sort of complimentary three-point shooter, yeah, right? And then Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, Maxey has gotten so much run. He's just – he brings energy every time yes. he's on the court. He's alive. He's box office. Yeah. You want to see Tyrese Maxey play. You want to see him go off. You love when he has the ball in his hands because yeah. you don't know what he's going to do. He can give you a great pass. He can go to the rim. He'll pull up, take the high percentage jump shot. If that's given to him, you love to see the kid play. Yeah. And, and he's not afraid to maybe take the low percentage shot, right? Exactly. Like he, he plays fearlessly. Oh, yeah. He'll yeah. go straight to the rack. He don't care who's in front of him. Like, yeah. whatever. I'm not even sure that he can dunk, but he'll go to the <laughs> hole. <laughs> So I think, you know, now we got Joel back. Now we got Tobias back. I saw Tobias put putting one off the glass. It's vintage Toby, right? And Joel doesn't need to have, you know, his best game every time. He can get spelled more with Drummond. It's, I think this is a good situation for the Sixers because the pressure's off about getting that number one seed and getting, you know, the home court advantage because it almost doesn't matter. That so anymore. what's the ceiling? What's the ceiling? Probably. Regardless, they don't get Ben back or whatever. What's the ceiling? Three? Three? Yeah. You're three? Because who they have in front of them now is you got New York at seven, Charlotte, Milwaukee, Washington, which I still believe at some point Washington is going right, to Those come wheels eventually have to fall off. Yes. Yeah. And then you got Miami and Chicago who are like, you know, the, the, the young cores that have come together just recently that have added pieces. Mm-hmm. You got Lowry in Miami. You got Ball in Chicago. So. You don't know, like, is that going to gel all season long? Yeah. They're hot now because they also get a bunch of bad teams early on, those teams. Mm-hmm. So those records are kind of inflated. But, you know, I don't I don't see those guys being too tough. Once you get to the end of the season where they're not used to playing in meaningful games in April, in May, things like that. Yeah. I, I think the top four teams in the East, it's it's Brooklyn, it's Miami, it's the Bucks. And then after that, I believe it's the Sixers. Okay. That makes right? Sense. I mean, regular season-wise, I think that may be how it shakes out. I could see Chicago sneaking in there as the four. But I and I don't know what the hell's up with the Celtics. <laughs> They're like 11. They are yeah. so weird. Uh, like, it's weird because right, every year people— eventually like, be better, you would assume? It's weird to me because every season people will be like, yo, I got the Celtics coming out of the East. And I'm like, how? Why? What makes you think that? And then you see them, and they're like, oh, yeah, they got a nice little court. Like, yo, they young got guys. for back. Yeah, they they got paid smart. Smart plays in D, and then <coughs> you go see them play, and they're completely dysfunctional. Yeah. And, and now apparently Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum hate each other. Exactly. <laughs> People are putting Jalen Brown in packages for Ben Simmons. Yeah. It's, it's weird. But speaking of Ben Simmons, he still hasn't seen a basketball court. I don't know. It was a holiday one. I, got, I need to know what. Like, seeing how they struggle, you know, <clears throat> I'm not going to say even with Ben, with as depleted as the team they had, they would have won a bunch of games last week. I don't see that happening. But does it do anything for him to come back? Does it and him have an impact and all of a sudden they go on a surge? Does that increase his value? Does it matter? What say you on the Ben Simmons front? Who do you hate more, Ben or Jalen Rager right now? Oh, God. Ben Simmons. It's, it's got to be Ben still, Simmons. It's not still. Jalen. It's not Jalen. Okay, so I believe that Ben, I mean, obviously he helps the team from a defensive standpoint. 
right? Even if Ben Simmons never shoots another basketball in his career, he's probably he's still like an all pro defender, and he can contribute, you know, uh, passing wise as a facilitator. And I mean, he does get to the rim. He can create in that sense. He he gives the Sixers an option and a pure passer that they really don't have right now. Mm-hmm. I think he helps them. I think it helps him if he comes back. You know, not even in a bargaining sense, but you know, maybe when he's trying to negotiate that next contract, that wiggle room, right? It shows that he's yeah. willing to work on something. But he needs to. Right, I need to hear from Ben Simmons. I need to hear him speak at this point, because I haven't ever believed a word that Rich Paul says. I believe Rich Paul. <laughs> well, less we know and you're less. a staunch Rich Paul uh, hater. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously he should be investigated <laughs> by anti- the NBA. <laughs> Team Maryland's Noel, by the way. <laughs> Team Maryland, right? Um, Team Adele. Uh, no, actually not. Not listening to a single Adele song. I'm ready. I'm ready for the. Uh, who was it? Until Ben's back. Taylor can write to me. Taylor's dropping the music. Who was it that said they wanted a uh, a strip club anthem with Adele? Somebody said that the other day. Who was that? I didn't hear that. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. I'm pretty sorry to say it. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it. It's hilarious, and I'm all for it. So I'm all for it on that Adele front. Uh, let me see. Adele. Strip club anthem. Bobby Smurda. Bobby Schmurda, that's who it was. Thank you. That is that's ab- why Taylor's the man. Absolute statement. I'm, I'm, and I'm right there for it. I'm looking to be <laughs> in the club tossing dollars to some Adele shit. I'm really, I'm right there for it. You know me. I'm a connoisseur of the uh, gentleman's club, so <laughs> I'm all for the Adele. <laughs> but seriously, like, I, I don't think Ben's done himself any favors. Like you said, his team is completely batshit the way they're going about this. They're not making their, their client be sympathetic in any way. <laughs> Nobody right. feels bad for Ben Simmons in this right. situation. And, and like I know like you get David or you get Maury who's like kind of a mercurial guy, right? But you know, that's why Elton Brand is around, right? He's a guy who's been through it all in the NBA. He's like a guy who can translate, you know, between Ben and Maury, but uh, they're not using it, right? They they have this ability to do so and they're not. Right? Or you could right. even Hell, bring back Brett Brown as a special consultant. I don't care, right? But it's time to end this whole charade. <laughs> the charade. On I love both, that word. I love, I love when anybody yeah. uses that word. Let's please let's end the charade. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you though. It, it needs to end. It needs to be done with. Something needs to happen either way, so I can just go on with my life. Like you said, there's certain things we don't have patience for anymore. We don't have patience for another quarterback controversy. Yeah. I don't have patience for any more Ben Simmons drama. Who's he dating? Who's he at some tennis match with? Is he st- Whether he's is he still with Maya therapy. Jamma? I haven't heard anything else since Maya Jamma. So like I'm is she assume. in town? Is she giving him mental support? Like I don't what? know. She massaging his temples or something? <laughs> Clockwise, Maya. Clockwise. <laughs> and I, I and I love how he's like he's working out what at at St. Joe's yeah, like that like that's subtle. It's not subtle right? at all. Like there's some there's a six ten Australian man who's just <laughs> strolling campus with his hood up, probably with like two or three people around exactly. him. Exactly, right? he ain't going nowhere without security. Like, oh, I wonder who that is. Wait, oh he he goes here right. That's that. That's a new exchange student, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, He's in my poli sci class. Yeah. <laughs> I think his name's Benjamin. 
Not a not a good cover. Story, right now, right now, my favorite Aussie is Aaron Sipos. Oh yeah, Sipos the, the God. Yeah, I'm, we're getting the Sipos jersey. That, the man the can punt. The man can punt. See, that's an Australian you can count on. But <laughs> oh man, before we get to our next topic, before we go and get on the ice, we got something to do. We, we got do. some tickets to give away. I got some tickets. Somebody's going to see the wings. I'm gonna go here. We gotta because you have to follow the rules. I'm gonna go see who liked the post and who followed the page. We'll see. Yep. Let's see what's going on here. While he's doing that, I just want to extol the virtues of the Philadelphia Wings. It's we've oh we've, yeah. We've this is the team a that can win the title. Yeah. This is the thing that this is the team that can win the title this year. Yeah. They are very good. They're they're a very good team. First off, and it's a very I, it was fun a shame game to how to. their season got uprooted by the whole COVID oh, yeah, and the pandemic yeah. thing. They were on a roll. They were going to do some great things. So, drum roll, please. Taylor, you can put this up on the screen, and I will tweet this person. Our winner is at Dan Says That, better known as Dan Morgan. You win two tickets to go see the Wings. Shout out at Dan Says That. Dan, you have just won yourself two tickets to go see the Wings. I will DM you later. I'm going <laughs> to also shout you out on uh, Twitter. Danny Boy. Danny Boy. The pipes, the pipes are calling. <laughs> I don't know the rest of that. So Dan, tweet me. Let's get beers sometime. <laughs> Let's get beers. We all got to go out. Oh, definitely. I will be there, as always, in the press box for Triple Play Media. But Dan says that it's going to have. And these are great seats. These are great seats. Uh, we're talking 100 level, mm-hmm. right behind the net. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> great seats. Also, those two tickets come with a free wings hat. So I'll send you that voucher as well. On opening night, so you can go over to see, the customer service desk and get the free Scully. It's a sweet Scully. They sent me a picture. Did you see those crisp whites they were wearing? The oh, other yeah. Night? Those Ooh. were nice. Ooh. <laughs> I, I like that. Jersey. I like that. Shout out to Dan said that, though. Congratulations, Dan. Uh, but moving right along. Speaking of, you know, teams that play at the... Uh, the other <laughs> occupants. The other occupants of the Wells Fargo Center. The Flyers. What the hell happened? They've lost six straight games. Their last 10 games are 2-6-2. Two, two. What happened to this team? They started off so well. It had so much promise, Matt Maritaya. You are my hockey guy. Please explain to me what happened. Where did the – I was at the wheels all over. Where did the skates fall off? Where did the blades fall off? The skates are <laughs> Absolutely brutal right now, right? You know, the effort is there. But, again, it comes back to not having any scores, not being able to succeed – on the power play, right? Like the, their leading scorer is still Claude Giroux, right? The man is 34 years old. How is it? Right? It, and it's not a knock on Giroux, right? I love the captain. He's one of the most consistent scorers for the last 15 years in the NHL, right? He's He should still... He's, he's a but, fringe Hall of Famer at this point. Yes, but he should not be the, the linchpin of your right. offense at this stage in his career. Right, like what... Where's the back? You should right? be leaning on him for goals at this yeah. agent's career. Cam Atkinson had a great first week, but he's fallen off severely. JVR, I mean, I haven't seen my him. God. That, <laughs> Can we get an ABB out on JVR? He's the most invisible 6'4 <laughs> you'll ever see. Uh, the man just cannot score with any consistency. Um, and, you know, uh, 
Travis Konechny's just collecting paychecks. He's not doing much. Couturier is looking slower than I've ever seen him before. His age, I mean, his, I, I, I don't know, I don't want to call it a decline, but he looks like he's been caught up with all of his knee injuries very quickly. The defense is stretched thin, having to play Nick Sealer night in, night out, right? Travis Sanheim and Rasmus Bristolainen don't work together as a pair, but they can't break them up for whatever reason. <laughs> And the defense has been ass cheeks. I mean, yeah. look at these. He totals five goals, six goals, four goals, five goals, four goals. <laughs> and part they of that stop is no one. <laughs> Carter Hart hasn't looked that great He's either. Cheeks, yo, starting I'm done. To get, starting to get to him now. <laughs> Can I be done with Carter Hart? Like I was done with Carson. Can we be done? <laughs> no. How many more chances does he get? This kid is a basket case. I know. That's what I hate about goalies, right? <laughs> Once the head is going, it's like fucking frozen, yo. Like the heart, <laughs> the head can be persuaded. Once the heart is going, yeah. Yep. <laughs> then you're in trouble. <sighs> it's it, it's very frustrating to watch, right? And they're not, right? You, you see a guy like Zach McElwain, like he steps up and he gets into a fight in the Jersey game. But that's it. They haven't shown any pop or drive or any, you know, desire to go after people and, you know, show some some heart and try to wake things up other than that. And when it's coming from your fourth line, uh, it's it gets difficult. And, you know, I know they have the injuries, right, with, with Hayes, with Ellis, with Thompson, right? They've got Morgan Frost up. But, you know, if the depth was going to be this much of an issue, why didn't they do more in the offseason? Exactly. Right? I mean, you expect guys to be able to plug and play, and that's what we've been told. That's the prospects we've been sold on since they were taken, you know, almost five years ago. And they're not working out really outside of, say, a Joel Farabee. And it's it's very concerning. Uh, I think... We'll see how it goes through December, but come January, we could be talking about scrapping and doing a full rebuild. Oh, we man. could be talking about, you know, is it, we could actually be time to ask Claude Giroux to waive his no-movement clause, which would be very sad. Yeah, it would be sad. It, it, it's sad coming from, like, the hope you had. I mean, it's a team that was the one seed two seasons ago. To, yeah. It's gone. It's over. Like, you can forget about can they catch that magic? Can they somehow bring back that focus that they had? That's long gone. Yeah. This is something completely different. And you got a lot of moving pieces, a lot of parts. You're going to do a lot of moving around to get this thing back to something that resembles a professional hockey team. Because yeah. right now, they don't. And, I mean, I think the coaching staff is also on its it's on its last legs. Right? The, the three-headed monster of Vigneault, Yo. And uh, Terrian uh, just isn't working out, right? And we've seen this Flyers team shut out a coach once the message starts falling oh, yeah. on deaf ears, right? They've done it to most of the score. has done it to Laviolette. They've done it to uh, Dave Haxtell, right? They're doing it to Vigneault, it looks like now. Things... Or on the verge of going from bad to worse. And if it goes worse, I don't think Chuck Fletcher is a guy who's afraid to sweep the deck. 
right, when it comes to coaches, when it comes to players. And, you know, I think he feels pretty secure and is willing to suck for a couple of years to try mm. to right the ship. So we are very much in dangerous territory. And this is the beginning of the end. I miss Ed <laughs> Schneider. Oh, God. I've missed Bobby Clark now. Right? Oh, man. It's a shame. Is it time as a fan base to just, like, ignore them for right now? Like, is it even worth turning on your set? Like, I'm going to sit down and watch the Flyers? Yes. <laughs> the desperation in Matt's voice. Yes. We, we can't give Sadly. up. <laughs> they still need to be watched. I'm not going to be like those frauds up in Pittsburgh, right, who don't show up for a decade until Lemieux has to, like, come out of retirement, right, and they get Sidney Crosby, right? It's not about that. Mm. Also, freaking LeBron just bought the Penguins. Do you know how much that irritates me? <laughs> He's buying everything. Like I would, Like, I already hated the team. Now I just want to set the stadium on fire. That's not a real threat, but it's really like now I have to deal with the Penguins and LeBron at the same time. It's just, mm. oh, I want to sharpen the end of my stick. Yeah, <laughs> had a LeBron. But I will, I will say this on the basketball players only things Jordan front. Brand. Kevin Durant is looking pretty good right now. Kevin Durant could be yeah, an NBA champion and an MLS Cup champion too so he might have one of those on his mantle coming soon do you think kd watches the games he's there he comes to the game he's there he's there i, I, I met the guy he's a nice he's not as off-putting and you know like that as you would assume i've mean, seen him he's there he's really kind hey what's up all of that he comes just right he's up front tall, right next to the coach's right? box you can't miss a seven foot like man with an eight foot wingspan you can't yeah. really do that and especially in a soccer arena yeah. It's a sea of white people. Let's be yeah. honest here. I'm the only one with melanin in the entire press box. Keeping it a bean here on Right to Radio. So trust me, he sticks out like a sore thumb. You're not going to miss a seven-foot black man right next to the coach's box. <laughs> and he looks so funny. because Even with all the shit he has on, because sometimes it's cold down yeah. there, he's still a bean pole. <laughs> it doesn't make him any bigger. <laughs> yeah, I have one like a big old fluffy coat, skull hat. And you, and you know, there's people in like the in the stands who are probably looking like, who's that oh, guy? Is that the is that the is that the guy they have for the Union Academy? Yeah, he's that new tall African recruit. <laughs> exactly. It's like, no, that's Kevin Durant. He owns the team. Exactly. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh man. <laughs> Go ahead, mean, by the way, they are in the Eastern Conference Finals. That'll be great. Andre Blake is insane. I'll be there. Andre Blake is insane. Seeing that firsthand. The way he intimidates the the opposing team, they wanted no parts. After he stopped the first two goals, yeah. it was over. They weren't they they their emotions had already taken over. Everything else was sailing above the net. You knew it was over at that point once he stopped those first two. As soon as you know the union made a couple, it was over because the nerves shot at that point. Oh yeah, he is amazing to watch. Yeah, he, he plays the position like nobody else plays the position as far as his movement, the way he's moving around, the way he's never resting back on his feet when he's ready to attack. He's always decisive with his movements. Love Andre Blake. Can't wait to the Eastern Conference Finals. Hopefully, tonight, New England is playing. Uh, who is it they're playing? I know it's one. New York? Yeah. NYC. So, tonight is New England, NYC. We'll get the winner. Hopefully. It's NYC. That means Dubs will be back at Subaru Park yeah. this weekend. 
That would be lovely. Let's go NYC. But uh, <sighs> we have talked about a lot of Philly sports today. And uh, we, we're going to have to talk about the least interesting of them all. Even the Flyers are interesting because they suck so badly. But do we have any hope Tom Browse is going to make any moves? He will. Eventually. What the hell is eventually? I need moves. They I need big Ro- spending. They designated Roman Quinn for assignment. Oh, blow me away with that! Yeah. One. Oh my, uh, that made my day. I, I saw. I saw <laughs> what it was. The the good fight put it up. It's like Roman Quinn out. You know this random relief pitcher, and I'm like, Roman Quinn's hurt again. How? Like, what is he doing? It's November. Oh well, I man, no, and then he's then, out. yeah. Uh, and they, I think they uh, they re up Sir, Sir Anthony. I saw that. Oh. <laughs> Granted, he hasn't pitched in two goddamn years. Hey, what's he done to get a contract? Got a surgery? <laughs> he showed up. No, but then uh, what's his name? He uh, he signed to Houston. Yeah. I was actually sad to see him go. Who did? Uh, Neris? Yeah, <laughs> Hector. Hector Neris. Okay, but they're in on Nick Castellanos, yeah. which means that there's a chance we could get a deep drive to left field, and it's four zero Reds. <laughs> But but he's a very good outfielder, right? That could solve our problems in left field. They've been in on Kyle Schwarber, right? They're in on uh, you know, a couple other guys more low key. But I mean it all depends on how you feel. And I guess it, it they it, need to make one splash move and yeah. then just shore and up. And then the it bullpen. makes you feel bad, you know, when you see the Mets make moves like going yeah. against yours or like that, that that hurts. And that makes you go, ah, why aren't we doing things like it that? It sucks, but it's it also makes the it Mets. look bad. Yeah, it's also the Mets. Come on in and meet the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it just you know, visually, it makes it look bad when it's like, oh, they're making that big name with all that money. And you're like, all right, when are we going to do something? But it's yeah. like, it's also the Mets. I mean, Max That's Scherzer's, probably not going to work yeah, out. Max Scherzer's <laughs> going to get paid more than, you know, the Orioles' entire payroll this year. But, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> go into the tax, to, go into the tax, Middleton, please. But also, there's another thing that made me think about, and I saw that it's like, these baseball players getting paid outrageous amounts of money. For what is a relatively low impact sport, it's right. insane, right? Connor McDavid, right, is getting paid twelve million right now to be the best player in the NHL. Dude's getting his ankles hacked off with you know, essentially weapons. People are flying at him elbow first. Hockey players need to get paid more, and that's why I'm watching to push the salary cap up. It's insane, you know. Javier Baez, the, the Tigers, just gave him $140 million. Why? Why? That's going to help the Tigers? <laughs> oh, God. Six years, $140 million. I guess. I mean, didn't he hit like 212 this year? <laughs> God. Baez is good, he, but. He had 264. Okay, he got it. Up. But his biggest highlight was a base running mistake that the umpire should have called out. Because eh. you can't go back. When you're running to first. But no, no he can't. somehow scored an inside the park home run in that play. God, baseball frustrates me to no end. It's like <laughs> it, because it's a game and you love it, and it's like the first thing you get yeah. taught as a kid. So it oh, sticks yeah. with you. And now it's just misery. Right? I just had to be a Phillies fan, right? The losingest franchise right? and you, ever. Especially when you're like around our age, you came in on a long string of losing. Yeah. And I remember, like, there being a point where they played a game, they're like, they lost, and they were like, 
they have just reached like 10,000 losses. Yeah. Like no professional team had lost more baseball games than the Philadelphia Phillies. And it was just like, oh, my God, this is my reality. And then, of course, we had that little run at the end of the 2000s. You know, they won the World Series. But, like, I remember middle great, infield. I remember of, being a kid. Like, I remember 93, yeah. getting hooked, loving all those Bad Brothers, Crucky, all those guys. Yeah. And then, like, the end of the 90s came in the early like, 2000s. And I'm like, this yeah. team fucking stinks. And, 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 I'm like, this is bad. I'm Desi like, Relaford to Morandini. Exactly. Whoa, Mickey oh, no. Morandini. No. Talking oh, about God. Re- we're talking about the Rico Bronya days. <laughs> Rico Bronya. Larry Boa, yeah. Ricky Lede. <laughs> Ricky Patalico. <laughs> yeah, Ricky Bo. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Like I, like, I was a guy who was happy to see Vincente Padilla on the mound. <laughs> oh, God. Right? Or it's like, oh, it's a Randy Wolf start. Oh, all right. Yeah. We might get to see a pitcher home run. Like, like the bright spot of your team was like Scott Rowland for like a decade. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, I, I can do without Scott and, Rowland and doing good. Us. And he hated being here. He hated us. And it's just like, I got to cheer for this guy. He hated this Boa. Is the, this is the thing so you're giving much. me to cheer. That's the best part. Him and Boa just could not stand each other. I think Boa still wants to kill him. <laughs> and that's what I love about Larry. Uh, to this day. Yeah. To this day. <laughs> oh, man. Enough about the Philly. Enough about the Philly. I want to talk about something that makes me happy. It's going to be It is. Well, this is going to be the last pod of November. By the time you hear us again, it'll be December. November was for all wrestling fans that's when survivor series around but it also marks the 25th anniversary of the debut of the rock where dwayne johnson came into our living rooms came into our lives we haven't been able to get rid of him ever since (laughs) he's on everything he's been everything but no matter how much we've tried no matter how much we tried i mean the movies keep coming i mean they're just ridiculous it's the same movie every single time now he's rapping switch the background he's rapping now he's got rap songs i think they're doing fast and furious 59 or some shit like that i don't know (laughs) <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's got the movie on Netflix with the golden fucking egg. I don't know what that's about. Will not watch it. I refuse <laughs> to spend my 17 bucks a month that Netflix is up to now on the fucking rock. But I will I will go this and you know we can go around. I know Taylor probably, you know, he, he probably has he like wrestling Taylor. Never watched him. Never life. watched oh, it. No. Nope. How are we gonna do this segment? And you don't have a rock memory. Well, you can give me a rock movie memory then. That's what you can give me. But we start with Matt. Matt, give me your favorite rock moment in, re- in wrestling and movies, whatever. Twenty five years of uh, the People's Champ. The Rock and Sock Connection. Oh, that was classic. Yeah, that was classic. Right, because it just it made the no whole sense, segment was I brilliant. Yeah. He was bringing people out and all of that. Rock, this is your life. That whole thing I was yeah. started. Oh, you had to love it. Yeah, I mean, I I loved Mick Foley, right? And Who doesn't love Mick yeah. Foley? And The Rock is just such the anti Foley. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Smooth, cool, calm, charismatic, big buffoon. <laughs> Look, Paula Abdul said it best. Sometimes opposites attract. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love Mick Foley. Yeah, I, my whole thing was I, I had the book when he when he first came. Have a nice day. I had yep. the book. I bought it. I was like thirteen. I was like the first book I'd ever bought where I actually yeah. cared to go to a bookstore <laughs> and buy a book. I was like, I'm getting the Mankind book. Yeah, that's my dude. <laughs> and everybody would hold up the uh, signs. Foley is God, and he would be like, I'm not God, but I'm pretty damn good. Yeah. Classic. Hey, I love the Rock and Sock Connection. I think my favorite moment, especially my favorite uh, promo, 
was when Chris Jericho debuted. I mean, yep. it was like 2000. They had the Y2J thing, and the clock ran down, the zeros. And it had been going on for a while, and the, the rumors are circulated. It's Chris Jericho. He's coming to WWE. And when it ran down, <laughs> and immediately he roasted him. And it, it is beautiful for Chris Jericho to come on like that. And he was like, from the rip, who in the blue hell are you? He's like, I told you. I'm good. It doesn't matter what your name is. And then he ended it. It was so beautiful because he ended it with, you know, like you come out here and you talk your trash and you spout and you run your mouth about your Y2J plan. Well, the rock's got a KY jelly plan and he's going to take his size 13 boot, shine it up real nice, turn that something sideways and stick it straight up. You can't do <laughs> and, and all you saw was Chris Jericho, perfect face, because mm-hmm. he was like dumbfounded, like dude just roasted me. I came out here, it's my debut, and everybody's seeing me, and I have to go back and forth with The Rock, who was yeah. like the best on the mic at the time. Insane. I love that promo. Or <laughs> also the living. It's not even a gift. It's like a living video. How many people have we seen use on Twitter? Shut up, bitch. Yeah. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Classic. He's got so many giftable moments. Mm-hmm. It does. I go to this any day. Any eyebrow raise. Any yeah. eyebrow raise. To this day, I tell people it doesn't matter what you need. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I let it rock. I let it rock. Yeah. And I mean, it, 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 someone so charismatic, he got an elbow drop over as a finishing move. Yes. Right? A standing elbow drop, which is, I mean, it's. He edge at home. Yeah. <laughs> People's elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Running back and forth and then stopping doesn't exactly. make it any Switching more Switching your arms back and forth, it doesn't make it any more than an elbow <laughs> drop, but it got over. Yep. It was uh, the most electrifying move in sports, sports entertainment. entertainment. Exactly. Like, that's how over he was. And then just the whole persona when it changed over from Rocky Maivia to The Rock, mm-hmm. you know, people weren't feeling it because it was the white meat baby face. You hate them throwing a guy at you telling you, you're supposed to like this guy. Fans don't like that. Yeah. Sorry, Vince. They don't. And, you know, he got die, yeah. Rocky die. Roman. Roman. And now he's a bad guy yeah. and everybody loves it now. Everybody's acknowledging the tribal chief. We the ones. <laughs> we the ones. But, you know, like, then he became the rock and then there were so many catchphrases. Like we said, it doesn't matter. <laughs> know your role and shut your mouth. Yep. How many people have we called a Rudy Pooh candy ass? Yep. He brought Jabroni. <laughs> jabroni. I yep. was calling people Jabroni left and right in the eighth grade. Yo, you yeah. can tell me. I still use Jabroni. <laughs> jabroni. But I mean, the Rock's five hundred dollars yeah. shirt. He Some made Versace shirts. Cool. Kurt Angle too. Oh. <laughs> oh man, he's so good, so good. Shout out to the Rock. Yeah. So, so rock movies. Rock movies. Where are you at? Uh, I could do without him because it's so formulaic. It seems like the same movie every single time. It's just him. He's playing the rock. He's not playing. It was eight straight movies where he managed to weasel in a rock bottom when he first started. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is this? How could you manage to do that move in a movie like eight straight movies? Walking tall. He, rock bottom. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Gridiron Gang is rock bottom. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> he was the coach. He wasn't even playing. Still, he found a way to get the move in the fucking movie. Also, shout out to Exhibit. But, Probably but I, his best acting do, role. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that doesn't even get me started on Exhibit. I could do a whole episode on how Pet My Ride is bullshit. <laughs> how none of those cards were street legal after he made the changes. 
Go. They were taking out horns and fucking uh, airbags and shit. So we got you an aquarium. <laughs> we got you an aquarium. You ain't got no airbags, but you got an aquarium and a DVD change in the back. Like, <laughs> like yo, we also had to cut the brake line. No room for that. We had to run the wire in there. Like, yo, can I drive this motherfucker? Hell no. But isn't it cool looking? It's lime green now. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Hated that fucking show. Mm. You know, that and Cribs hated. Yeah, you know, they were renting all those houses. <laughs> yeah, but but The Rock somehow he he came back from what looked like I like it was the Hobbs stuff. I like him yeah. and Matthew. I like Hobbs and Shaw, all that stuff. But like like he did the Walking Talls or whatever, and then he ended up in that little Disney spike, right? Yeah. Where he was doing like the game plan and the Tooth Fairy, and now he somehow got out of it. And now yeah. he's the world's biggest star. Exactly. Now he he did a movie where he was like in a prosthetic and had to. Jump off a building, which wasn't all that believable. Oh yeah, what was he's the, the, the one with the the building. Yeah, that was horrible. Right, he, skyscraper, he that, yeah, skyscraper. Skyscraper. That was trash. Yeah, and that was right after he did that movie about the giant animals where they beat up skyscrapers. Oh yeah, rampage. Yep. Uh, I wasn't in on the Jumanji remakes. No, nope. I, I was cool on that. Didn't see either of those. Don't wish to. The stuff with Kevin Hart, and I love Kevin Hart. Not watching that stuff, I'm good. Like I, I am as, as high as this Q rating is and as popular it is, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I can't bring myself to go watch I, the movies. His I best don't acting care. performance, I think, was Fast Five. Yeah, when he first came in, gets into a fight with Vin Diesel. That's all we want to see. Exactly. Just want to see beef on beef, beef on beef, family, yo. Yeah, it's all family. <laughs> I just want to see Dwayne fight Mark Sinclair. <laughs> Dwayne fight Mark Sinclair. <laughs> They're trying to coax him back to do the, the next one. I think it's 10. 10 would be the next one. They want him to do it because he hasn't been in it in a while. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know, they had the whole beef with him and Zen and yep. Tyrese. Like, nobody liked him for some reason. I guess he took all the spotlight. Well, nobody likes Tyrese. Nobody likes Tyrese. What, does, what, what else do you want from me? <laughs> Tyrese. That was a terrible time for Tyrese to release an album. Absolutely terrible time. Oh, man. <laughs> but I think that's it for today. Yep. Yeah, I, I think we ran through everything. Uh, I'm Bobby Dubs. As always, you can find me on the Twitters. You can just type in at Robin Whitney. Or you can type in Bobby Dubs. They both come up. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, at Robo the Writer. On Facebook, type in Rob Whitney. You go to Amazon, buy the book, Hope Over Hurt. You can go to Triple Play Media. I'm here at Last Out Media doing tons of podcasts. With my boy Taylor behind the glass. I'm always on somebody's show. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you can catch me at your local union game. At your local Wings game, you know. I'm there in the crowd. Say hi. Stop by. They have wonderful platter up in the uh, the staff lounge. Oh yeah, saw a nice little. Last week was there. burgers. Yeah. Last week was burgers. First time burgers and hot dogs and salad. A one. How can you miss with a burger and a salad? Oh yeah. really, <laughs> Matt? Where can they find you? Uh, y'all can find me wondering what happened to Sean William Scott's career. <laughs> Trying Man, to I'm going home and watching America. I was just talking to my buddy about American Pie today because he brought over a pie after Thanksgiving. Yeah. He's like, "We got an extra pie, the apple pie." I was like, "Hey, if it ends up with a hole in it, not my. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> yeah, so I'll be trying to connect the dots there. Also, you can find me on Twitter. 
uh, at Matthew Marate. That's uh, M A R A T E A on the last name. M I C K E Y M O U S E. Instagram at Marate22. Untapped, Last Out Media. Uh, check out Bell and the Birdman. Oh, yes. Come to the Henry James Saloon. Yes, we're there. We're hanging out. I'm talking trash. You'll see Vince Quinn dressed ridiculously. Yeah. Drink liquid death. Uh, we hope he has shots. on clothes this week. Uh, yeah. I don't Who know what the whole what giant th- thing was. I told him he ruined it. He wasn't dressed like a giant. He was, in retrospect, just like Jonathan Gannon. And that's why the Eagles lost. <laughs> a big baby. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get out of here. Taylor, hit the music.